Good morning, Northies. How are you all going? I hope you've had a great week. And it's great to join together like this again um, as we worship God and we look at his word. Have you ever been, uh, you know, through the night, woken up and you feel anxious or worried or fearful and you just can't get back to sleep because these thoughts just keep, you know, impacting your thinking and the more you think, the more anxious you become? It's interesting to note that once the first rays of light begin, some of those feelings begin to subside and the more that the light comes in, uh, the less anxious you feel because there's a sense of hope begins to stir once the light comes and the darkness goes. And in this series, when we're talking about the dawning of a new day, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the hope that comes as the light of the world steps into our lives and the change that he brings. And he does that every time there's a new situation or even a new day. And so we're going to look at different characters. Last week, Samuel started with Abraham in launching our series with the reminder that wherever we find ourselves... Wherever we find ourselves, when each new day dawns, God is our reward. Not necessarily God's promises, but God himself. And it's our relationship with God that gives us our identity in each and every new day. You know, the day we accepted Christ's offer of salvation, a new day dawned in our hearts. A day that gave us hope, not just for this life, but for eternity. And what it gave us was a new identity. We, are, we were no longer slaves to sin. We were now children of God. I am a child of God because I've accepted Christ's offer of salvation. And every day we should wake to that truth because this identity remains every day. No matter where I am or what circumstance I find myself in, that truth doesn't change. I am a child of God. Now, if we don't want to allow circumstances that surround us to dictate our identity, that I believe that at the dawning of each new day, we need to remind ourselves of this truth. Otherwise, it's really easy to get caught up in what's going on and those circumstances start to say, this is what you are, and they're lies, and we need to speak truth, which is the truth that I am a child of God. So today I want to look at the story of Joseph. So we can understand how we can be reminded to stay with that true identity and not be distracted by the identity that the world wants to put onto us. The narrative of Joseph begins in chapter 37 of Genesis. Joseph was his father's favourite son, and because of this, his brothers hated him. At the age of 17, Joseph had a dream. He actually had two dreams, and this caused his brothers to hate him even more. And his father actually reprimanded him when Joseph shared his dreams with his brothers and even with his father. His father said in Genesis 37 verse 10, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? Now, on one hand, this dream was actually a sure promise from God of a prosperous future. But on the other hand, it was the fuel that ignited the brother's plot to kill the dreamer and the dream. Young Joseph, who woke that morning with the identity of favourite son that evening, could have taken on the identity of a slave because his brothers sold him into slavery they sold him uh, to the captain of the guard of Potiphar. Now, I'm amazed by how Joseph 
walked this journey? I mean, how do you endure such an identity challenge? One moment you're the son, the next minute you're a slave, and because of circumstances that were not of his own doing. But we need to learn from Joseph. What he did in the middle of this crisis will help us in the crises that we face in our life. Instead of allowing circumstances to dictate his identity, Joseph chose to believe what God said about him and about his future. Now, this did not stop the physical enslavement of Joseph at that point. But Joseph chose to believe God, which means that his enslavement did not define him or dictate his identity. You know, circumstances happen in our lives that can create an identity challenge for us. And if we do not choose to believe God, the truth of our identity, that we are a son or daughter, we can end up in difficult circumstances. So I want to, I want to give you some examples. For instance, we've just been through this, or we're in the middle of this time of COVID. And for some people, this has really been impacting personally, particularly around financial resources. People have lost their jobs and they haven't got the resources that they had before and the provision that they had. And suddenly they start thinking, I'm so poor, I don't have enough. I, I'm, I'm lacking in the things that I need. You know, I'm unemployed. And we start allowing these circumstances to dictate our identity. And people, you know, they talk to people and they say, I'm unemployed, I don't have enough. But we need to wake up to the truth every day that we are a child of God. And because of that, if I wake up to that and I say, I am a child of God, that means that I'm not poor. You know, it's not that I don't have enough. What it means is that I am the heir of the kingdom of God. I am the daughter, I'm the, and you are the daughter or son of a king. And we need to allow that identity to ring true in our hearts rather than allow the identity that the world's trying to put on us, which is a lie. I'm not saying that the circumstances are difficult. Remember, Joseph was actually enslaved, but he didn't take on that identity. He remembered who he was in God and what God had prepared for him. And if we remember that we are children of God, then our identity will not be shaken. Or perhaps you've received bad news about your health and you haven't got a great outcome going forward. Maybe you've got limited health options. Now you can choose to start saying, you know, I'm sick, I don't have great, a great future ahead of me. And we can let that identity, we can take on that identity because we're allowing our circumstances to dictate what we are. But that's not what God wants. As we wake each morning, we need to remind ourselves, I am a child of God. That means that I have received the healing of Jesus. That's why he died on the cross, so that we could be healed. And as we accept him and the truth of who he is in our lives, then we take on his healing in our bodies, in our minds and in our spirits. You might be in a place today where you feel rejected or unloved or alone. You know, in those times, we have to remember that's not who we are. That's not our identity if we have accepted Christ. You, I am the, a child of God. And Jesus was rejected so that we could be accepted. We can have everything that we need. We can feel assurance. We can feel love because of who he is. And we need to walk in that truth. So as each new day dawns, 
Whatever your circumstance, I say to you, remind yourself that you're a child of God and choose to believe God and not the lies that your circumstances try to dictate to you. So with this identity as a child of God, how do we ensure that we have ongoing access to all God has for us? Well, it's not very complicated. In fact, it's very simple. In James 4.8, God says, When you draw close to me, I will draw close to you. Or in the Passion Translation, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. And that's exactly what Joseph did. While in the household of Potiphar, we are told the Lord was with Joseph. And that means that at first he was a slave, but because of the the fact that God was with him and he chose to believe what God said, God uh, lifted him out of that situation. He became honoured in that household. How did Joseph know the Lord was with him in the middle of this mess? He kept his eyes focused heavenward. He kept drawing close to God rather than looking around him at his circumstances and being lured by the pain of these. Joseph was able to recognise God's presence in good times and bad. We had him when he was a slave and then he rose out of that situation to serve in in Potiphar's household and he was honoured in that role. It says in Genesis 39.2, The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. And then a little later, perhaps not such a great time, in 39.21, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And for you and me, that means if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. He will be close to us. He will be with us because he loves us. We are his children. And so he has the love of a parent for a child towards us. But how easy is it for us to miss the fingerprint of God in our lives because we're distracted by our own pain or disappointment or desires? Rather than allowing circumstances to draw us away from God, we need to begin each new day breathing in his goodness, drawing close to him and resting in the truth that we have his loving presence every moment of every day. Because Joseph drew near to God, he knew the blessing of God in his life. He knew it was upon him. And not only that, the interesting thing that it extended to the household he was in. In Genesis 39, 5, it says, From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. Like Joseph, we need to approach each new day as a new day, a new opportunity to draw closer to God, to to become more aware of his presence, of, of his presence as a loving father and of his presence as an almighty God. As each new day begins, let us draw close to him like Joseph did and allow his presence, God's presence and God's words to strengthen us. And you know what? That will not just bless us but that blessing will overflow to others, as it did for Joseph. So at this point in the story, things are looking good for Joseph. He was adjusting well to his new reality and he'd become successful. Potiphar put him in charge of the whole household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. But then it happened. 
His world turned upside down in a moment because he refused to accept the sexual advances of Potiphar's wife and sin against God and his master. But Joseph was not believed and he was remanded and put into prison. Now, it's interesting that the narrative of Joseph doesn't describe him languishing in the prison. Instead, we learn in the next verse, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Although he was unjustly accused and falsely imprisoned, Joseph remained steadfast in faith, trusting his circumstances to the one in whom he believed. And like the psalmist, he could say, Let the dawning day bring me revelation of your tender, unfailing love. Give me light for my path and teach me, for I trust in you. And we can declare that too if we trust God, our loving Father, with our circumstances, because he is faithful. Each morning as you wake to the truth of who you are in God, you are his child. He will bring you his word of unfailing love as you literally wake up in the morning. Or maybe you need to wake up, recover your ability to live in the truth that you are a child of God. Now, if you're a parent, you know how much you love your children and uh, you will do anything you can to make sure that, that they are safe and secure. You'll look out for them and you'll provide for them. God is exactly the same as a loving father. He looks out for us. He makes sure that our paths are safe and secure as we trust him with each day. And he promises us that he will work all things together for good because he loves us. Now, you know, when we're at our lowest, we cannot imagine being of help to anyone. But, you know, sometimes when we're at that place, it actually helps us to connect with others who are experiencing difficulty or disappointment or despair. It helps us to draw near to them with greater compassion. And from that place of understanding, we can help others. Not When we do this, not only do we help someone else, but we find that we are helped as well. When Joseph was imprisoned, he could have felt sorry for himself. He could have been resentful for being wrongfully um, in, imprisoned. He could have been angry with God because God, he was locked away and didn't deserve it. Or he could have just settled down in the corner, depressed in the darkness of his prison cell. But he didn't. Instead, Joseph chose to believe God to draw close to God and to trust God with his circumstances. And instead of wallowing in self-pity, he reached out to help the butler and the baker who were also confined in the prison. That had dreams that they couldn't interpret and they brought them to him and he helped um, interpret these dreams. And here in this dark place, in the middle of the less than ordinary situation, the extraordinary plans of God began to unfold. As a result of Joseph's correct interpretation of their dreams, this, his reputation brought him before the king when the king had dreams that no one could interpret. In God's timing, Joseph was exalted to a position of honour in the palace and the kingdom of God um, as his, God's chosen vessel to save the lives of many. 
Finally, Joseph's true identity was revealed to all, not only for his benefit, but also for the benefit of everyone around him, of the nation in fact. As you wake each morning to the truth that you are a child of God, rise to live in this identity. And rather giving in to living in the identity your circumstances dictate to you, rise to live in truth that you are a child of God and the outcome of this will not just impact your life, but I can assure you it's going to be of benefit to others. And it's going to allow God to put you in the place that he wants you so that you can be used by him to bless yourself and many other people. Who knows how many? Just like Joseph never knew that he would end up blessing a nation. Today, if you've never made a decision to accept Christ as Saviour and Lord, then I want to say to you, today is the day. Don't allow another minute to pass by without the blessing of being a part of God's family and having the assurance and comfort and love that you are his child. Like there are so many benefits to being a child of God. Why wouldn't we want to be? Why wouldn't you want to be the child of a king? And today, if you have never prayed a prayer to accept Christ as your saviour and receive what he's done for you, which is forgiveness for your sin and what he offers you, the hope of eternity, then I want to offer you that opportunity to pray with me as I pray, to become a part of the family of God, to know that as you wake each morning, you wake to that identity that you are God's child. And with that comes everything that God does for you as a loving Father and as an almighty God. Let's pray. Dear God, our Father, for everyone today who wants to accept you as Saviour and Lord, I pray for them. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, reveal your love to them, that they will understand that they are forgiven as they accept your offer of salvation that they will step into your family and take on their new identity as a child of God, that this will change their future, not just here on earth, but for eternity. Lord, we thank you for what you've offered us. We thank you for everything that you've given us. And I pray for every person today who has prayed this prayer to receive your forgiveness and to be given a fresh new start, a brand new creation. I pray your blessing over each of those people, Lord, and that as they step into this today, this will give them such hope, just like when the light comes after darkness, after a dark night. It brings us a sense of hope, that they will know that hope that is in you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Those of you who just prayed to receive Christ, or even those of you who have known or been a part of the family of God for your whole life, for a long time, I want you to remember this. Your identity as a child of God can never, ever be threatened or taken away from you. In fact, this is the only identity that can't. We live in an age where we talk about identity theft, but this identity cannot be taken from you. You did nothing to create this new identity because you've been given it through Christ. And there's nothing that you can do that can take it away. I mean, you can't do more. You can't sort of try and, you know, do things that will earn you more of being a child of God. Or you can't do anything. Any of your mistakes you make don't make you less a child of God. You are a child of God. Allow this truth to dawn on you. 
so that you don't give in to fear or worry or doubt because these things will enslave you but rather wake up to the truth that you are a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God the truth of who you are in Christ your identity in him as his child will set you free this truth will not only change your day it will change your life and your eternity you are a child of God don't let circumstances dictate your identity remember who you are and live in that truth god bless you